Hey everybody, this is Mike with Hunting Ain't Easy, and Happy New Year. It's January 2nd, um, and I guess as I, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, is it's advocacy season. All of our, most of our uh, fall hunting opportunities have closed out, and now it's time to either advance new ideas or protect hunting and wildlife management from outside threats. Um, so anyways, We've had some wild weather throughout the state. Um, yesterday, I caught a little bit of a weather window, literally about a 36-hour window of time where the weather settled down, the skies cleared, and I was able to go for a drive, got out into a couple of the X zones that are within striking distance of where I live, and uh, got to check out some winter range. I was thinking that deer and elk would be out just standing out there for me to observe on the winter range um, because this weather had, had broken and there was some sun out but they didn't they didn't go on show like I hoped they would so um, got to see some new new terrain and new habitat um, drove up some some old some snowy roads that I'd never been on before did some snowshoeing so it was a great day to get out and about um, but it looks like we got another series of storms coming in so gonna sit down and and work on the winter stuff which is advocacy for hunting opportunity and and rights and whatnot um i want to focus this conversation and this should be a relatively quick podcast um i want to focus this conversation on the wildlife resource committee here in california and the meeting that's coming up on January 11th and January 12th. Um, and so this will be out for, I don't know, you know, a week to nine days, week to 10 days before uh, the issues really go live with the committee. But I wanna get this out there just to talk about the issues that are in front of the Wildlife Resource Committee um, and invite you to join the meetings on the 11th and or 12th uh, in person or via Zoom to make your voice heard to the Re Wildlife Resource Committee uh, about the issues at hand. And the cool thing about the Wildlife Resource Committee is it is a fairly open and casual forum. Um, so the WRC exists in order for stakeholders, which is you and me, uh, the various uh, nonprofits or, you know, the wildlife um, NGOs, California Deer Association, uh, you know, Rocky Mountain Elk, etc. It, it's a forum for stakeholders like us as individuals or as groups, uh, as well as the commission. So one or two commissioners will be there. And then, of course, the department, Fish and Wildlife, is there um, to have a almost like a workshop style discussion about various issues which are forthcoming and will be in front of the commission soon. And so instead of having like a specific, uh, you know, one minute speaking time for everybody or something like that, it's people can speak a little more freely and people can introduce new ideas and you get a little more dialogue and back and forth between the commissioners, the commission staff, the department, department staff, et cetera. So it's a really good forum for us to get ideas in front of the, the both the commission and the department. And so uh, I invite you to join those calls. They're available via Zoom. 
the meetings are open again via Zoom, or we can go in person now as well. And I, it's the the this meeting is going to be in Sacramento, so I plan on being there in person on the 11th. And if you're in Northern California, you can make the trip over there on the 11th in the afternoon. I encourage you to do it because there's nothing like being in person to have conversations with the commission and the staff and the department um, to really get a sense of things, sense for th how things are going there. So, but the specific topics that I think are important for us to look at um, this coming resource committee meeting have the potential to affect big game hunting in some big ways and um, affect a lot of hunters positively. Um, and so I just want to break it down. Uh, on the 11th, the agenda calls for a discussion of upland game hunting draws. And so they're looking at actually incorporating some rulemaking or developing some rulemaking that would put um, upland game bird or mammal hunts into the um, what's called the ALDS system, the Automated License Data System. And they're looking at developing some special hunts uh, for upland game. And so that could be through the share system. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what's, what, they're, what, what they're thinking about here, but it looks like it could be an improvement of opportunity um, or it might be a, a threat to opportunity. So I think this will be the first exposure to what they're talking about. So that'll be interesting to pay attention to. Um, item three on the agenda is preference points and refunds for hunting tags. I think there's going to be a discussion here, and this is probably jumping out of uh, Dan Ryan's petition, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But looking at making some more, making some more changes to how um, big game preference points and refunds are handled. I'm hoping this is about the grandma loophole, which we'll get into in a few minutes. So that's going to be on the on the agenda. They're going to talk about chronic wasting disease, probably one of the early discussions about how the state is dealing with or pre helping prevent the occurrence of CWD here in the state. So I think that's a good discussion. Again, these are not regulatory items that are immediately pressing. They're, they're concepts and they're, they're things that are in discussion or need to be brought up in discussion. And so sometimes these agenda items end up being more of a you know department update on situations or, or threats or opportunities and whatnot. And it's a, you know, it's a wildlife resource committee mean. So these are, these are topics that are out there and they're important for the, the commission to become informed about them and for these conversations to happen. The big item that I want to focus on is January 11th, the first day of this committee, this, this meeting, item number five, commission regulation change for petition 2021-017. This is uh, commonly referred to as Dan Ryan's petition. Uh, a gentleman named Dan Ryan introduced this petition in October, November of 2021. So we're coming up on 15 months. Um, the petition has more than two dozen regulatory changes proposed. And uh, they affect the draw. They affect deer hunting. They affect elk hunting, sheep hunting. They affect bear hunting. and and it's kind of an across the board overhaul to a lot of different 
um, areas of hunting and management in California. I wouldn't say that any one item itself is an overhaul. There's a lot of incremental changes which look positive, but when you look at the total mass of it, it's a lot. And there have been multiple WRC meetings um, where the WRC has actually just even set up specific workshops just to talk about this petition. And there's been some awesome conversations. Uh, one was literally, it's like a two hour workshop. I think 50 or 60 hunters showed up. Um, the commission was there, or a couple commissioners were there, the department was there, and just had a really good dialogue about the various components of this um, petition. And I wanna call out one very important aspect of what we as hunters need to expect with this petition. The commission is going to reject it. Like that's basically, you can make, you know, you, you can carve that in stone. Uh, that's my prediction. Um, they're going to reject it because it's so, it's got so many different things in it. But in the WRC and then following the WRC's recommendations to the commission, elements of this petition can be extracted and supported and pushed forward by the commission to into rulemaking. So the agenda item itself says discuss and potentially make recommendations on future rulemaking to amend big game hunting regulations proposed. And so what I want to focus on is what we can do, what I can do and what you can do and what we need to do in the next week before this WRC meeting. I firmly believe that there's a handful of proposals in Dan Ryan's petition that need to be moved forward. What are those items? I'll tell you what those items are. Um, specifically, one of those items is a second bear tag for fall bear hunting. Um, I believe that based on the data that was presented to us last year by the department, that we have a robust, healthy, and abundant bear population that could support uh, more harvest. Now, lots of things could go into that to make that happen. Uh, we could raise the quota. We could you know, go into a spring bear season. We could go into uh, other methods of take. Um, all of those things would require a very significant discussion maybe legislation, require a new bear management plan, which is on in the works. Um, but the, the easiest thing that we could have done, I believe, is allow bear hunters to buy a second tag and harvest a second bear during the existing season structure, the existing zone structure, and um, the existing quota. And so right now, you know, most years lately, we get 12 to 1300 bears harvested in the state. The, the, the quota is 1700, I believe, you know, we're coming up short by four or 500 bears. Um, most harvest is incidental, but we know that there are, you know, of the 40,000, 30, 40,000 bear tags sold. We know that there is a subset of hunters out there 
myself included, who want to bear hunt, who would specifically buy a second tag for the opportunity to take a second bear. Heck, I would go so far as to say that there's probably a several thousand hunters who would buy a second tag when they buy their first tag. And so what a great opportunity to enable people the opportunity to, to hunt bear, harvest bear, provide additional funding to the state, and move our harvest closer to that 1,700 bear quota without touching any other aspect of bear management in the state. Um, we could sell probably if I would I would I would expect to see one to five thousand tags sold second second tag sold. Um, what's that yield that yields in my book that yields between fifty and two hundred fifty thousand dollars in new funds to the big game management account. That's great. And we get more people out there actively pursuing bears specifically for the purpose of harvesting a bear. That's great. And maybe from a wildlife management perspective, we get more harvest, uh, more bears taken off the landscape in a state where they are possibly overly abundant in some areas. So I think Dan's suggestion or you know proposal for a second bear tag is is good, and we should support it, and we should see that pulled out of that petition and move forward to rulemaking by the commission with no delay. The only note that I would add to that is Dan had a fairly conservative approach where people would buy their second tag after filling the first tag. I say open up the second tag sale opportunity as soon as the tags are available. As soon as I'm buying my first tag, I want to buy my second tag at the same time. Just let hunters, let consumers throw down their money, make their investment, vote with their dollars as to what they want to do right up front. Some people won't buy that second tag until they've killed a bear. That's fine. Other hunters will throw in and buy the second tag as a donation to the department. Uh, some will buy the second tag because they're incredibly optimistic and they expect to be able to fill both. Um, let let hunters, you know, i.e. consumers, do make their own choices. And so I'd like to see that second bear tag purchase be an over-the-counter purchase. And maybe there's some limits. You know, you have to buy the second tag before December 1st, um, or they cut off tag sales once we've gotten, to say, 600, 1,600 bears harvested, something like that. I, I get that. That's fine. But bottom line is, if there's thousands of people that want to buy a second tag, knowing that there's still a quota in place and they may or may not get to use it, that's fine. Let us make that choice and make and, and make the investment uh, to put more money into the big game management account. Um, what else is on Dan's petition that I believe we need to support? Uh, modernized party application. Uh, there's such a thing. We it's it's frequently called the grandma loophole. It could be the best buddy loophole. It could be the kids, the son daughter loophole. It could be the non hunting spouse loophole. Whatever you want to call it. But basically remove this loophole to where people can effectively have a shill uh, party application member who never never loses their points, but is always part of the party application. And um, 
state of Nevada got rid of this several years ago. Um, it's something that not a lot of people are aware even exists. But the bottom line is that we do have people in the state of California who are hunting a good X zone tag every year because they've got somebody that they're going in with on a party application. And that person with those points never hunts, but the person who always has zero points always gets to hunt. So we need to modernize this. This is simple administrative cleanup and improvement of policy and improvement of regulations. So looking for modernized party application uh, to remove that, that loophole. Uh, another item that I think Dan's petition proposes, which we need to support, is a modernized returned tag sale, sales process. Basically, what happens if we're a week before the season and somebody turns in their tag, premium tag, X zone, uh, restricted tag, you know, D6 zone, tags are sold out. What happens when somebody that has that tag that is sold out or otherwise unavailable unless they got in the draw, they return the tag a week or say 10 days or two weeks before the season. And there is not an efficient process to get the tag into somebody else's hands. Where do those tags go? Where does the money associated with those tags go? And where does the opportunity associated with those tags go? Right now, we have tags that get returned or are unused, and the money is not generated fully from that opportunity. The opportunity to hunt isn't fully utilized, and we have, we're leaving money on the table. We're leaving opportunity on the table. So something that I think would be great is if we went to something like the uh, Nevada first come, first serve tag sales. If a tag is returned within two weeks of a hunt, instead of going down the list of, you know, the wait list, uh, the reserve list, whatever you want to call it, if it's, if, if it's within two weeks of a hunt, it goes into the first come, first served. It's all online. Tag shows up, first come, first serve. Whoever gets there, looks at it, buys it first, burns their points on it, they get the tag. Awesome. It's efficient. It's fast. It's incredibly, I guess I would say, democratic in the, in the sense that anybody can choose to be online. Um, it can be done in a way that, that people can't hoard tags. They can't sit on tags in their, in their shopping cart for an extended period of time. Um, this can be done through technology today. And this would enable more people, more of these opportunities to actually be used and more sales to be generated. So if we're going to have these tags issued and if they're going to be returned, let's have an efficient mechanism to get resales done on them uh, in a timely manner. And the, the, there's templates or examples out there. Um, I know I've seen several hunters here in Northern California hunt Nevada draw tags that would be very hard to get, could take 5, 10, 20 years to get. And they're hunting Nevada every year because they're paying attention to the first come, first serve sales system. 
Um, what a great opportunity to get more people engaged in going out there and using these tags that otherwise are not going to get used. So I believe we need to support that strongly. Um, and then finally, the item that I believe Dan's petition brings up, which is exciting and fun and could really help us all feel like the big game draw is worth participating in is the idea of creating new premium hunts uh new general season premium hunts general being all legal weapons so rifle primarily uh, new muzzle loader seasons new archery seasons um the, the the concept here is simple we've got zones with tens of thousands of tags being issued b zone a zone d3 to 5 d6 I mean, you look at our D, you look at our A, B, C, D zones, there's tens of thousands of tags being issued. And if we converted a very small percentage of those tags, say 2% in D3 to 5, what's 2% of that? Uh, it's like 600 tags. We convert, uh, say, 600 tags in D3 to 5 into 60 premium late season rifle tags, like rut hunt tags. That would, have in a, a an un almost an immeasurable uh, unmeasurable impact to d3 to 5 allocations it's tiny it would have a huge impact to people that are in the draw it would help more people pull through the draw with more opportunity so dan has proposed let's see here four five general four muzzle loader and two archery um i don't think there's a wrong answer he, he wrong answer here he's proposed 11 new premium hunts that effectively put new premium hunt opportunities statewide uh to the tune of about 400 tags and it would just really spice things up in the in the draw it would give a lot more people an opportunity to to use their points um, as opposed to just, you know, the kind of the stale X zone opportunities that are there and they take, you know, five, three, five, 15 years, et cetera. Um, so create new premium hunts is a fantastic way to give people in California an opportunity to have a special hunt outside of the, the, the standard over the counter zone opportunities that we've got. So what's that all add up to? Uh, Dan's got 27 ideas, I think, in his petition. We know the petition as a whole is going to be rejected. On January 11th, the WRC is going to take up this issue again. And I believe that we should be able to come out of that meeting with the WRC with a handful of specific, actionable, and easily supported initiatives that the WRC then pushes to the commission and the commission pushes to rulemaking. Quick summary on those. Second bear tag, modernize the party application uh, process to remove the grandma loophole, modernize tag, return tag sales process to ensure maximum use and revenue from premium tags and then the creation of new premium hunts. These are things that would benefit the department. 
they would benefit hunters statewide. They would benefit uh, hunters across all species, especially in deer, which is where most of us are out there doing our big game hunting. So what do we need to do? We need to show up on the 11th in the afternoon. The meeting is going to go from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. You can join it via Zoom. I will have the, the links here in the show notes. The other thing that you can do is jump onto howlforwildlife.org and click through on an action item telling the department via a petition mechanism that you're in support of these ideas. You know, one of the biggest problems that the department has had, and I think the commission, is they're so afraid of doing something that's not popular. Everything to them is a one-way door. Like, oh, if we do this, we'll never be able to go back. And that's just not the truth. Like, the fact of the matter is, you know, if they develop a premium hunt and it falls flat, okay, cancel it, develop a different premium hunt. They develop a premium hunt and they expect 50% harvest rate and it turns out to be 10% harvest rate. Okay, issue more tags. Or if they develop a premium hunt and they expect a 25% harvest success and it ends up being 100, issue fewer tags. These are things that can be undone. But the fear to the fear of doing anything has so like stagnated rulemaking and opportunity development in the state that I think we need to acknowledge the fact that they need to just start doing some new things. They need to start innovating, measure the results, innovate again. And these four ideas, second bear tag, remove a loophole that's in the uh, party application process, improve the efficiency of tag sales, tag resales for return tags, for premium hunts and the creation of new premium hunts, these things are going to improve opportunity and revenue that helps everybody here. Um, anyways, go to howl.org, click through on the action item that says, I support these ideas. Let's start moving them forward. So that's one thing that you can do. Howl.org, sign the petition. The other thing, howl.org, you can sign up on the calendar to join the meeting. You're going to get a reminder that way. We'll have some talking points that we can share out and help get us organized as a community so that we can go into this WRC meeting with a common voice and a common objective, which is taking some of the best and the brightest ideas out of Dan's petition and moving them forward. So it's a two-day meeting. What happens on day two? Uh, the second day of the meeting, January 12th, the meeting is primarily in the morning. So January 11th, it's 1.30 p.m., kicks off, probably goes to 5 p.m. I think the last couple hours out are going to be where Dan's petitions talked about on day two, January 12th, kicks off in the morning, 9 a.m. And there's a handful of things there that I think are a little more niche, specialized, and maybe not you know, super important to the typical big game hunting community. Um, there is there is a discussion of inland sport fishing. There's a discussion of the Klamath River and tributaries above the Iron Gate Dam, which is being removed. So there's a lot of talk about what's happening when on the Klamath River when uh, these two dams are removed. Um, there's also talk about bullfrogs and non-native turtles. 
but the thing that I believe is most important to you and me here in California as big game hunters is item number 11 on day two. I'm guessing that it's going to come into play around 1030 or 11 a.m. And that is that the wildlife branch of the department will be presenting its bear management plan update. Um, why is this important? This is important because the bear, a new bear management plan is being developed by the Department of Fish and Wildlife here in California. Um, this was in response to two years of attacks on bear hunting in the state. Uh, last year, there was the HSUS petition to end bear hunting. The department presented a massive amount of data about bears in the state of California. It was it was it was a beautiful thing to see so much data about the abundance and health of our bear population. And in some areas, an abundance and possibly uh, threat to health because of the abundance. And so great amount of data presented. We have an abundant bear population. And what that whole conversation really stimulated was that we need a new bear management plan. Like we haven't had a new bear, bear management plan for a couple of decades. There was an attempt for a bear, new bear management plan uh, about 10 years ago and the proposals kind of hit some brick walls. Um, and so the commission said, department, please come to us by next April, April of 2023 with the bear management plan. And please give us updates along the way with your process and progress. And so this is where we need to be tuned in because as hunters and advocates for quality wildlife management and advocates for hunting opportunity where it's appropriate, we want to have a say, A, we need to listen in, but B, we also need to have a say in how this bear management plan is put together. Um, how do we get the bear season in the A zone to match up with the deer season. You know, for example, statewide archery bear always starts on the third Saturday of August. But archery hunting in the A zone has been going on for, you know, it went on, it, it was in July into August. So how do we modify the seasons? And you know, get bear hunting in the A zone to match up with, with the deer hunting season. That's something that we want to ask about. How do we get the, the, the zones expanded? We don't have any bear hunting in northeast, northeastern California. It's not legal. We don't have bear hunting in central California on the, on the coast in the A zone. It's not legal. But we know there's bears there. We know there's great populations of bears, especially northeastern California. How do we get that second tag? How do we get a spring season? Um, how do we get the quota increase? You know, if we've got 40 or 50,000 bears in the state, the quota of 1,700 is, is not sufficient to manage the population. So how do we get the, the, the quota increased, say, to 3,500 bears? And then how do we successfully harvest those numbers to affect the management goals that we're trying to, to seek, that we're seeking? You know, what are their methods of take do we need to employ for quality bear management, you know, hound hunting, baiting, spring season, uh, extended season, extended zones, 
you know, do we need to have a zone-based quota system to prevent over-harvest in areas with fewer bears and focus the harvest on zones with the most bears? We need to start asking these questions and we need to start asking the department to include these things in that bear management plan. Because in my view, it's not going to be a complete bear management plan if it doesn't address all of those options. Why would they include hound hunting or baiting in the bear management plan? Well, they're not legal right now, right? They're not legal through legislation, et cetera. I get that. But the day will come in the next several years where hound hunting will be back in play at the legislative level, or at least it will be in discussion at the legislative level. And we need the bear management plan to provide an objective discussion of why hound hunting works, you know, the pros and cons objectively from a data view, a database view of why hound hunting may or may not work well, where it works well, et cetera. Same thing for baiting, same thing for spring season. So if this bear management plan is going to be complete, it needs to have a really good data-driven objective discussion of all of these options so that when it's in front of the commission, the commission can make a good and full assessment of what they're looking at for options to consider as well. Um, so we as hunting, as hunters and as advocates for hunting opportunity, and quality wildlife management, we need to pay attention on January 12th when the bear management plan update is being presented from the department to the commission. Uh, and then we need to get engaged in the public comment to help steer what's going on there and put, a, put our voices on the record to help hopefully influence what is being included in that bear management plan. So if we're not there, to listen in, we don't know what's being updated, what, what they're working on. If we're not there to comment on it, then they don't know what we're thinking about as well and what we want to see happen. So <clears throat> January 12th in the morning, probably somewhere around 1030 to noon, the bear management plan update will be presented. And again, you can attend these meetings in person. It's in Sacramento. Um, I will be attending on the 12th via Zoom. I plan on attending in person on the 11th, the afternoon of the 11th, it's in Sacramento. And uh, these are things that we need to be paying attention to. And these are great opportunities. The Wildlife Resource Committee is a great opportunity to have quality, not casual, but less formal than a commission meeting, quality dialogue with commissioners and the department about what we value. I hope you'll be there. I hope that you will go to howl.org or howlforwildlife.org to engage the action center item that we're going to have up online there to send your voice, sign the petition supporting these ideas, and continue letting the commission and the department know that hunters are advocating for some new ideas, some innovative adjustments some modernization, and more opportunity here in the state of California. That's all I got on that. Um, I did post up a little survey thing on Instagram. Hey, ask me some questions. Uh, timing was probably not right 
I only got a couple inquiries on there, but uh, two things that were suggested, one of which I've uh, addressed. Somebody said, how come we can't hunt bears in the A zone? Um, and I agree with you. I think that's something that we need to prioritize or not, not in A zone. A zone, yes, we can hunt. Much of the A zone along the central coast, we cannot hunt bears. And so I think that's something we need to address and, and have some pressure on the department and, and the commission and let them know that we want to see bear hunting uh, zones expanded, including Central Coast, including Northeastern. Uh, the other question was, how come we don't manage wildlife in like three to five year management plans? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I do think it's a great model to use. Um, I think it would be fantastic if we came back to all of the species that we're hunting and had a cycle where every X years, every say, 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 say it's every five years, every five years, there's been a collection of data about that species in the prior years. There's been a collection of data about the species, about the hunt success, et cetera. And then there's a new management plan is proposed based on the prior five years data. That's the thing about the commission structure that's great is it is allow, it'll, it's able to evolve. It's able to grow. As the data grows, as the data evolves, regulatory decisions can evolve as well. And um, sometimes that means we lose tags. You know, if, if a herd is struggling, if, if because of drought, herd is way down, numbers show it, data shows it, we have to accept that maybe some tags get cut. Uh, similarly, if a herd is growing like the elk herd, where it's been very successful in expanding geographically and in numbers, then we can increase the elk opportunity. So I, I would love to see California evolve to that where we're looking proactively at management plan structure and data that tells us how those species are doing on a more more regular basis um, this idea of letting a management plan a hunt structure tag structure season structure sit idle for for decades just doesn't seem acceptable to me and so i don't know how we get that but i think it's a worthwhile proposal and it's a worthwhile question of the fish and game commission as to how do we, you know, why don't we do that? And how do we evolve to something like that? So we get a little more, um, I'd say just proactive approach to, to overall wildlife management and opportunity. So those are the two questions that got sent in. That's all I've got on those. Um, again, how for wildlife.org, how.org, um, get in and support and and be a voice if not via email or if not in person then via zoom if not via zoom then via email and petition uh, we have some really cool opportunities on the table here this year uh, prior podcast we talked about the elk opportunity that is awesome so here in california where we're so used to losing we actually have some opportunities to win. We have some opportunities to expand um, and improve the overall process and, uh, and what tags we can get, what premium hunts we can get. Uh, and it takes you 
as an individual. It takes all of us as a community being advocates and being involved and communicating with the decision makers. And on these instances, that's the WRC, that's the Fish and Game Commission meetings, and that's the Department of Fish and Wildlife. So thanks for listening. Hunting still ain't easy, but it sure is fun. And, you know, getting out in the field uh, every day out, every day out in the field with boots on the ground is, is worth, is worth doing. So stay engaged in the game. Hope you guys aren't uh, too cooped up from this weather, but uh, maybe we'll see you on the 11th or 12th via Zoom or in person at the Wildlife Resource Committee meeting. Thanks for listening.